Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we have a special guest. You might know him from buffscountry.com. Uh, Adam Shalafu is joining us. How's it going, Adam? It's going great, man. Uh, glad basketball's returning soon. That's a, a good sign for the rest of our sports as we all kind of hold our breath in uh, Buffs Nation, if you will. Uh, but things are going well, man. I've enjoyed some of the time off. How are you doing? Not bad. Uh, we've been doing a bunch of fun stuff at DMVR. Uh, me and uh, me and RK Ryan Konigsberg played Vic Lombardi and Mark Moser in a golf match. This oh wow! Week. Yeah, well, that was a lot of fun. We uh, lost on eighteen, so I'm sort of starting to pull out of a depression following <laughs> that loss. <laughs> but uh, I'm feeling pretty good again now. Well, it's always good to bounce back. I lost in flag football Thursday. You know. Mm-hmm losses it's a it's a wound and it takes some time to heal <laughs> yeah we were talking about the flag football a little bit before this so you're playing at a league in denver now right yeah yeah i'm in a couple leagues and uh i don't want to brag but totally bragging uh i did win an intramural championship in college Oof. so Oof. pretty big deal uh but that was a few years ago but it's good to know i can still move i don't know if i'm uh, quite as quick as I used to be, but I still got the moves and it's uh, just great exercise and a ton of fun. So it's been a blast. And that's like really been the most sports action I've gotten in months and months. So it's filling that void for me. Yeah. That's a void that needs to be filled. I didn't even realize that mine wasn't being filled until we did get to play super competitive golf. And then mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that is a part of my life. That's just been missing for a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah, it really is. There's no feeling like it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very fun being around the energy of live sports, obviously. Uh, but to play, and you know, I love talking basketball. I was never a great basketball player, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel you there, <laughs> but flag football, I feel like the most dangerous man on the field. It's a great feeling, and it's just like I can get out there and have some fun, and uh, yeah, competing, man. It's uh. I think it's a huge part of, I, I don't know, like for me, like it's mentally healthy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You need like, that sort of outlet. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a, a ton of fun. Uh, and I hope to find more and more ways to get back into that in a safe way, obviously. Uh, Cause not as many open gyms and stuff going on right now and rightfully so. 
Yep. But like you said, you are uh, a fan of talking basketball, but you're also great at it. And that's why you're here Thank today you. <laughs> because we want to hear what you think about the buffs. Um, and I, I want to start with uh, these two new recruits, uh, Lawson Lovering, who's been signed for a while, but then also now as of last week or the week before, maybe Quincy Allen, the forward out of DC coming to Boulder. Let's just start this on a scale of one to 10. How excited should Buffs fans be about this recruiting class? I mean, we're looking at like an eight right now. Okay, I like it. Uh, I, I love that you brought up Lawson Lovering. Uh, the long arm of the Lawson, I like to call him. Hmm, uh, I might have to steal that. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this guy's about somewhere between seven foot, seven two. You know, uh, he continues to put on muscle. And uh, I have been talking to his camp if you will you know what i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh throughout the months and i know that he's working on not just being a old school big man but a modern big man and when you look at the landscape of the nba or uh you don't see it as much in college because a lot of these players are coming over from europe too but you can mm -hmm. look just a few years ago in the pac-12 uh with a guy like um Larry Markinen, you know? Yes, yes. And so you have those seven-footers with some range and some passing and driving ability. Uh, you NBA fans will recognize the name. Casual basketball fans might not. But the player comp is Maxi Kleba. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a German big man for the Mavs. Uh, he's got some range. He's an underrated passer. He's an all-around player. Uh, I really like that. Lawson isn't just focusing on being a Sean Bradley, you know, sure. He's very tall. He's very strong, but he doesn't just want to be a shot blocker and where that fits into the rest of the team is it's going to create a lot of matchup problems for the opponent when you have to uh, respect that shot. The Buffs had a weird situation this year where they kind of had to pick their poison. Do you want Evan Batty out there, who's not a great shooter, didn't necessarily have the green light? Uh, there was a, a few times he'd let one fly and he'd make some, sure. But he wasn't a sniper. So you do you want all the things that Evan Batty brings, but not in shooting not necessarily being one of those prime skills? Or do you want Lucas Seward, who's just a stretch you know, and so when yeah. you bring in a guy like Lawson, hopefully you're able to have a more complete basketball player. No disrespect to those guys, but when you're seven foot two and absolutely huge and still uh, getting bigger, then it's going to be easier. Evan Batty's about six six. You know, he's a small ball center and he's an excellent passer. He's the like no disrespect to Evan Batty. He's the heart and soul of that team but this is going to provide a little more versatility. And uh, I think that where it ties into someone like Quincy Allen is it's a very complimentary piece, right? Because mm -hmm. if you have mm -hmm. these slashers and right now you kind of look at what's coming together and you have, uh, you know, Luke O'Brien, who's another uh, yep. good outside shooter from the state of Colorado. And then uh, Dominique Clifford, the number one recruit in the state of Colorado, who's still kind of climbing boards, or was climbing boards up to the point where they had to stop everything. But that guy's a freak athlete. 
And him and Luke played together in uh, club ball too. Huh. So there's going to be some chemistry there. But Dominique's a slasher. And so he's going to be able to, uh, you know, I call it gravity. He's going to make the defense collapse around him. And when that happens, I think it's going to create opportunities for Quincy Allen, who's by all accounts an excellent outside shooter. What not everyone ta is talking about, though, is he's also a pretty skilled passer. And so, uh, and he's comfortable in that mid-range game. And so I just imagine that the defense is going to have to make some choices at times if they're going to play help. If they're playing against uh, like a team like this year's Stanford, right, who's outstanding in man-to-man -man defense, that's going to be a tough matchup for CU, right? But if you're playing against a team that likes to help a little bit or a team that likes to gamble, CU is going to have the personnel to pick them apart with their passing and just by – uh, the different things, the different weapons they can use to kill you. You know, you're going to have Clifford slashing. You're going to, and that's going to create space for Alexander. If you bring Lawson up top, that's going to create space for Dominique. Uh, Lawson being an excellent passer, that's going to uh, create uh, soccer assist scenarios mm -hmm. where he yep. can kick it to Allen and maybe he's going to swing it around. Uh, one of the, the best things for me as a basketball fan, not just as a journalist, but as someone who just purely enjoys the game, right? Uh, one of my favorite parts about covering Tad Boyle's team this year was the style. Very gritty defense. Sometimes the, sometimes offense and defense had their bad moments, let's be honest. Yeah, but at definitely. their best, they're a very good defensive team and they're a very selfless offensive team that can really work the perimeter create some of those splat, uh, slashing lanes. And so when I look at Lovering and Allen, obviously those are uh, very good fits for that situation, but everyone is kind of fitting together. I think Lawson was the first domino, right? Because yep. when you get this seven foot two center to commit, then other players are going to start being a little more interested because this guy isn't just a tall guy. He's a really good, complete center. And uh, that's more rare in college basketball. And it's a player that players are go going to want to play with. And so uh, Tad is winning the recruiting battles right now. And in college, that's just as important as winning on the floor because it usually leads to winning on the floor. Yeah, that, that's such a good point. You know, I, I really do like the way that you explained how everything will fit together here and how all these pieces make sense. I'm curious, and, and part of this, like the reason it popped into my brain was because you brought up Stanford. The Buffs also have Tristan Da Silva coming mm. in this year. Like the forward, the little brother of Oscar Da Silva, who's been at Stanford for forever. Like he doesn't have any stars assigned to him. He's coming in from Germany at 6'8 and 200 pounds, and nobody even knows what he is. But you factor that in on top of all of the other talent you see coming in. It's just so easy to get excited about, honestly, these two recruiting classes. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're building it the right way. It's such a unique uh, situation, and I don't know a ton about how the process actually works. But, mm -hmm. you know, in, in Germany, a lot of these guys, they're not necessarily pros, but what does it say? He is from some gymnasium. It usually says mm -hmm. gymnasium 
a, this says a, Germany, and then in parentheses, Germany, comma, germ. So, uh, okay, Germany, not Germany. much information germ, there. Yeah. Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but a lot of these guys are playing a completely uh, different game. It's not like they have AAU and uh, the typical mm-hmm. American high school experience. And obviously, it's on the other side of the world. I actually remember very well that Stanford game. I wonder if that was one of the reasons De Silva chose CU. To see yeah. the compassion that they showed for his brother in that scary moment, uh, but I don't. I, I feel like that can't be a coincidence. Like that had to win some serious points for the Buffs, right? It, it, it couldn't have hurt for sure. You know, let's jump back to Loss and Lovering though, because okay. I really liked how you explained uh, that, that he was that first domino. But I don't even think that he was seven foot two when he signed with the Buffs. You know, they were in on him so early. He was a virtual unknown outside of this region. Keeps growing. (laughs) He keeps growing and he keeps developing his skills too. I mean, there was the pass that was circulating on Twitter, I think last week from the AAU circuit, where it's just like Mm -hmm. a one-handed, just turn and throw. Stuff that you see from Nikola Jokic. Yeah. And then you start to see trickle out across basketball because everybody realizes how incredible those passes can be. Yeah, and if he can turn into Nikola Jokic, I am just going to lose my mind. <laughs> Getting to cover that will be awesome. Uh, Plus, he Nikola has an extra Jokic. three inches on him. Yeah, and Jokic is my favorite basketball player in the world because mm-hmm. I love passing, and I get really <laughs> excited if it's a center that can pass. And so I see you know, guys like DeMontis Sabonis or Bam Adebayo mm-hmm. get me really excited. Uh, and you see some of that same stuff with Lawson and – you know, Evan Batty does some of that stuff too because he's such a good passer as well. Uh, but it's just interesting because the defense is going to have to guard him way differently. And when you, it, it, much like Jokic, the, you know, the dribble handoff stuff they do, right? Mm-hmm. That could easily uh, translate to something the Buffs might look into doing where he's way up there and they're kind of doing a dribble handoff that isn't really a pick and roll, but might as well be a pick and roll. Yeah. Sometimes turns into a give and go with uh, Jamal Murray and Jokic. And that could be Neek and Lawson uh, because you have to guard the three point shot, but you cannot afford to lose Dominique either. And that's just how these pieces all fit together, like you explained. You know, you can have Dominique Clifford coming around that corner, either taking the ball or not taking the ball. And if he doesn't take the ball, then maybe there's somebody following. Maybe it's Jabari Walker on his tail about to get. There's so many people who, who can do what you want to do when you have a good, smart center who has those skills. Because yeah. even then, once he hands the ball off, is he going to roll? Is he going to pop out? Is he setting a pick for somebody else? There's, it's just totally open-ended because they have so many players who can shoot and can yeah. pass and are also very good athletes. Mm-hmm. And, and Lawson, he's doing a ton of footwork drills too. Okay, that's and, I like that. Yeah, because sometimes, and you look at just the other day, DeMontis Simonis is out for the rest of the NBA. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it a season, whatever the NBA yeah. is doing. He's not doing it because he has that foot injury. <laughs> And uh, you look at my favorite commentator of all time, Bill Walton, plagued by foot injuries. It's a concern when uh, Mm -hmm. bigs get these foot injuries and because they can lead to other problems. Yeah. And so 
I love that they are working on him having quick feet because uh, that's such a difference maker in the positionless age. And I think that's where they're kind of looking at that Maxi Kleba type build where it's a more versatile big. Uh, it definitely makes more sense. And I just love that. I know I kind of already touched on this, but I love that you're going to be able to keep some of the same things they're able to do with Evan Batty uh, as far mm-hmm. as having a playmaking big. Uh, now, you mentioned Jabari Walker. I'd love to talk about him a little yeah, bit, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, his, his father, Samaki Walker, was on some of those Lakers teams with Kobe and Shaq. Uh, I think he was drafted by the Spurs in 1996. Uh, this is, you know, trying to mm-hmm. rack my brain. You can fact check it. Uh, <laughs> but that's a guy, you're talking about high IQ players, right? So the high IQ of knowing what skills you want to develop is obviously essential. But also that's just NBA pedigree. You know, Samaki Walker was never a all-star at the NBA level. But growing up around the game is going to make a really big difference. And that dude's a pretty complete player, too. And uh, I think he's going to continue to fill out because he's already a big boy. His dad he was is. huge, you know. And so it's just very interesting. You know, both Lawson uh, Lawson's dad played college ball too. And so mm-hmm. I'm thinking that they're going to continue to cultivate not just a skilled uh, team, but – also a very high IQ team. And when you look at some of the bad moments from this past season, there was just some head scratching moments where uh, in basketball is a lot like life. They say ball is life. When you get nervous, when you get scared, you don't play as well. But if you have trust in what you know, if you maintain your identity, in this case, the team's identity, your play style and uh, trusting your teammates, things are going to be smoother down the stretch when the pressure is at its highest. And so I'm hoping that uh, they are going to be able to kind of build that trust. And I think it's easier when the pieces fit. The buffs were good this year. They were not great. They had some frustrating moments. Uh, But on paper, you look at the 2021 class and it, why wouldn't it be one of the best buffs teams in decades, frankly? I mean, obviously, uh, the Chauncey Billups era was pretty nice, but this is this is years into the future. But why not? Why not make a run? Mm-hmm. And when you have two top sixty players already committed to twenty twenty one, you have the number one recruit in the state. You have other dominoes that could be yet to fall. You have some NBA pedigree in there. Why not? Exactly. And I think that they have finally gotten into this cycle of winning games and winning recruiting battles because of it. And now they can keep adding more and more talent every year, keep winning more and more games. Tad Boyle has this program in a very, very healthy place. And uh, we're going to talk about what to expect from this team this season in a minute. But, minute. <laughs> but first, uh, I want to tell you guys just a little bit about uh, Breckenridge Brewery one of our favorite partners here at DNVR. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery is a local brewery. You can go check out uh, the brewery brewery for yourself down in Littleton, or you can visit the farmhouse. Uh, You can eat in at the farmhouse. You you can also 
order for uh, curbside pickup or delivery. And you can save yourself $5 if you do that, by the way, by using the code DNBR. Um, we have so many beers that we like from Breckenridge. Uh, the 15-can the sampler gives you a chance to try a whole bunch of them, whether it's the Avalanche, the Strawberry Sky, the Vanilla Porter, all sorts of good beers. Um, and it's coming from a local uh, company. So support them because supporting them is supporting us here at DNBR. And all I right. love the Avalanche. Oh, do you? Is that yeah. your go-to? Yeah, that's my go-to from them. It's very okay. nice. Very nice. Yeah, you, know, it, you know, I'm a beer guy. So, yep. I know you are. Yeah. We'll have to go. We'll find one of these days now that sports are back to go to the DMVR bar. And, yeah. I'm uh, into it. Try some beers. Let's do Catch it. Catch some Nuggets games. Yes. Catch some Nicole Jokic. Okay. Uh, 2020, 2021 season. I want to get into like what our expectations for this team should be. But first, let's just run through who to expect the key players to be, you know, what, what even is the starting lineup? Who are we going to see coming off the bench and who, you know, might miss that cut uh, to, to make the rotation because there are so many pieces here now at Colorado. Um, I don't know. Let's just start there. So assuming you get McKinley right back, um, who do you think the starting five is? Yeah, that's uh that's a tough one. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. McKinley Wright, and it seems like the writing on the wall is, uh, you know, Tyler Bay is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Evan Batty is obviously going to continue to be uh, your best bet in the yep. low post. Uh, Deshaun Schwartz might be leading the team in scoring. Who knows? I like that take. Um, yeah, I mean, why not, right? And then yep. – uh, but then it's gonna be that's where it gets like, dicey. Who yeah. is gonna be? I mean, what, what is Jariah Horn bringing in? You know, I, I really like what he was able to do at uh, well, first Nebraska and then Tulsa. But mm. but he to me is an an interesting fit in that he brings a lot of the same things I think that Evan Batty brings. He is kind of skilled. He is kind of mm. crafty. He is undersized to be playing in your front court and it's almost a bit redundant but at the same time I wonder what does that even look like because your other option at that spot is probably a a Dallas Walton maybe go with a true big man get some size and length Uh, and it's just so much with him it's how healthy is he gonna be you know yeah uh I mean I think we're going to get a little bit more from Keyshawn uh, Bartholomew. I don't know if he's yep. going to be a starter, though. Uh, Jabari Walker, is he going to be in the mix? Uh, I, I like that you mentioned Jariah uh, Horn, but it's just a, – it's a tough question. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think Tad is going to have to really look at his pieces and how they fit together. Uh a guy that I really enjoyed last year in limited minutes at times, but uh, sometimes locked in on defense. And I, I liked him as a uh, shooter was uh, Maddox Daniels. And so we're going to see mm-hmm. how he kind of fits into the equation. Uh, but beyond those three that I first mentioned, I think there's going to be some battling. Uh, I think Jariah Horn definitely has a good shot at starting though. He, if I had to pick another one more guy in there, it's, it's probably going to be him. Uh, that small forward shot or, or spot. I mean, 
it's it's interesting because you could go McKinley Wright and um, Dominique Clifford. You could. You know, why not? You know, kind of do that uh, two-headed monster thing there and then move Schwartz to the small forward. And so I would consider all those guys uh, more like guards. But when you get in a wing, small forward, shooting guard, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at with that too. I think that you have one of those spots open, whether you want to call it the shooting guard. I think it's more likely a shooting guard wins out. Uh, And then the other spot is one of the front court spots, whether it's Jariah Horn playing the four and Evan Batty playing the five probably, or Mm. Evan Batty playing the four with Dallas Walton playing the five. Yeah. And if they do do that, um, my concern would be speed. Uh, Dallas Walton recovering from just a lot of bad luck injury yep. wise, you know. Yep. And Evan Batty, he is uh, quick for his size, but he's kind of got that like Charles Barkley type build, you know. And he's not going to be. Uh, Let's put it this way. If he wanted to race me, I'd feel confident, you know, and I'm a fast guy for someone who just talks to a microphone half the time, but he's not the fastest on the team, you know, and so they might lose a little bit of speed if they do decide to uh, go in that direction. But there's certainly times when that might be the uh, appropriate rotation. It's just, uh, it's very hard to gauge. Like we, know what it looks like on paper but until we're at media day where Mm -hmm. we met about a year ago yeah not or what like eight months ago i don't know it's been a weird quarantine (laughs) you know we don't even know if it's been three weeks or three months not at all when we see how those players kind of fit in person together i think we're going to be able to start to have more of a feel Uh, because right now it is pure speculation and I am excited for next year's team. I th- am wondering how much better they're going to be than this year's team. But the big expectations don't come for a couple years for me. Yeah, I would agree. I, w- I-, I very much agree with that. Um, I think that when you look at last year's team, the the key losses being Tyler Bay, of course, mm-hmm. um, as well as Shane Gatling and uh, Lucas Seawert. Mm-hmm. So you have some production to replace for sure, mostly in Tyler Bay, but you're also now gaining a backup point guard, which mm-hmm. didn't even exist last year. They were trying to force somebody into that role, trying to get Ken a chance to not have to well, play every minute, first of all, but then and also not to take the ball off the, to the floor, court every time. They really had trouble <laughs> they they was it was awful to watch uh, yeah. but but now and you know I've talked to uh, Ken about this too and he's told me he's actually kind of enjoyed playing with Keyshawn Bartholomew in practice and getting a chance to play off ball a little bit like it, whether it's a possession here or there whether it's with Keyshawn at the one and him at the two that's something that Ken is interested in and so yeah. not only do you have a backup point guard so you don't force him to play every minute some of those lineups where you have two true point guards on the court could be a lot of fun with this team. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's in McKinley Wright's best interest to return. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's still an outside chance that uh, some NBA team scoops him up. I don't think that's going to happen, but I do think this, this guy has a future 
in professional basketball. In what capacity? I don't know. Uh, he has the intangibles for sure. The clutch chromosome, as the scientific community calls it. He makes yeah. big shots. Uh, he plays lockdown defense. And he really is just someone, when you're at these games, you can see the, uh, the spiritual leadership, if you will. The way yep. he gets everyone else so fired up. Uh, he is really the heart and soul of that team. Him and, him and Evan Batty are those two kind of emotional leaders. Yep. Uh, but McKinley Wright still needs to prove himself if he's going to be a legit NBA prospect because he is six foot. It's not 1994. That matters. Mm-hmm. And uh, he needs to bring the three-point field goal percentage up. Uh, I think you can look at a guy like Peyton Pritchard, who yeah, is yeah. wrapping up an outstanding career, and someone Tad Boyle uh, compared McKinley Wright to uh, not so long ago. But that is – he needs to be a little more assertive, especially without Tyler Bay. He's going to be the undisputed best player on that team next year. And so it's in his best interest – that he has less turnovers, shoots a little bit better from three, and proves his versatility. And if you can get him going a little bit off the ball, it's just given the NBA scouts more reason to believe that despite being what is considered an undersized player uh, in, the, in the year 2020, when basketball continues to get uh, bigger and more athletic when you have a guy like Nikola Jokic kind of running point guard or whatever yeah. they're doing. Literally just... running point guard. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean... like he was playing the one and Bull Bull was playing the two last night. Yeah, like... it's <laughs> – my head's spitting still. <laughs> still. You know? He was guarding Drew Holiday. Like, like Lonzo and Bull Bull were going back and forth against each other. Yeah, so it's, oh. it's just <laughs> – you know, they're all pretty big. You know, but you look at, there's still players that make it happen in the NBA, mm-hmm. but you got to be really, really good. And McKinley Wright's right there. But this year, I don't think he is going to get much of a shot at the NBA. But if he can really prove himself, he could be a late first round pick next year. He could mm-hmm. be a second round pick. He could go to the G League and earn his stripes. Where I don't have any doubt is this guy clearly wants to get better and he pushes to make himself better and his teammates better. And so I think that he's going to put in all the work to build himself as a, uh, as a prospect. And a lot of that comes down to, uh, like I said, getting the three-point numbers up a little bit committing less turnovers, but everything else is there. And he's, he's just got to prove it uh, that even if he's undersized, he's still a hell of a basketball player because I'd rather have someone who isn't, you know, some like, let's say I, I'd, I'd rather have him than a Michael Carter Williams type who's six foot seven, yep. but can't shoot a lick and uh, is wildly inconsistent. Uh, McKinley shot just under 34% from three. Let's bring that up to 37. And then we'll, yep. we'll be talking about a legit NBA prospect. I agree. I think that's all good stuff. Uh, before we get out of here, 
Where do you see the Buffs right now heading into this season ranking in the Pac-12? Maybe number two again, right? That's where they came in the beginning of the yeah. season last year. I could yeah. see that. Uh, I mean, I think that there are some other programs that are a little more well-established right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Oregon still scares me, and they will continue to scare me until uh, proven otherwise, you know. Yep. Uh, but you look at the ladder of the Pac-12, and you look at the way the landscape is changing, and it's, it really sucks for some of these California schools that uh, COVID-19 is going to drastically affect their athletics programs. Yeah. But, you know, that isn't a bad thing for Colorado. It isn't. Uh, and I don't know how much that's going to translate to stuff on the floor, but I know there's been tremendous cuts and there's been some turmoil and we don't know what's going to shake out. But when you look at Colorado, that's a team that has, or a program, I should say, that has managed to continue. To, they, let's put it this way. They've had a very good quarantine. <laughs> they have. I they mean, have. To, to get Quincy Allen uh is huge they're climbing quickly and you know chase and i talk about this all the time and this is i'm going into year two covering the buffs Mm -hmm. probably year seven or six or seven covering basketball Mm -hmm. and i consider this a basketball school you know they have a good football program but their basketball team is better right now uh they might have a richer tradition and, and the, even that's debatable. The, the basketball team has a higher win percentage. I've looked this up historically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they're continuing to prove themselves and emerge as a legit Pac-12 team. And uh, when you get to the point to Pac-12 powerhouse, then you start to churn out NBA players on a yearly basis. And you see that uh, with teams like USC who have put a ton of players in the league. Uh, and obviously a team like Oregon, who's really turned into one of the best all around athletics schools in the country. I do want to make one more point and it goes back to Quincy Allen. 73 players have gone to the NBA from the district of Columbia, the DC area, uh, throughout, you know, all of time. And so that's a hotbed. It's not a huge area but you get some of the best talent in the country from there. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking at you, Kevin Durant, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it, the fact that they're able to not only – you want to recruit out of your own backyard, but when you can start winning road games in the recruiting game, that's where you can really start to see things take off. Lawson Lovering was in their backyard. That's a good get to get the the big man from Cheyenne. But when you can start to pull guys from across the country and start to tap into specific regions, I think that's how you build a program. And so that is my big takeaway, that something is happening where Tad is, I don't know if it's the, the excellent assistant coaching staff he has together, but they are starting to win some of these battles. And it is hopefully starting to snowball because it's going to be very, very fun basketball to watch and for us, very fun basketball to cover. 
I totally agree. Uh, thanks for coming on, Adam. Uh, if all of you listening want to hear more from Adam, which you should, then first of all, you can follow him at Fantastic Mr. Foo. That's F O U X, like in his name, Adam Chalafu. And uh, you can also check out the Hoopster Domus podcast that comes out weekly. They've got like game shows in there, they've got history stuff with the basketball time machine, uh, the Running the Bulls podcast. Running with uh, the Bulls. There you go. Oh, yeah. Running with the Bulls. I skipped a word there. <laughs> he does not run the Bulls. Uh, but also, uh, BossCountry.com. <laughs> they, they couldn't be in worse shape. That's If for sure. I was running the Bulls, things would be done a little bit differently. I would have fired Boylan already. But, yeah, check out Hoopstradamus. Uh, that's the new one. We got a, a ton of exciting stuff. That's Hoopstradamus like Nostradamus. Clever. And uh, we have some secret shirts. I won't tell anyone where we can get them, but I'll send you a link if you want to check it out. Awesome. That's good stuff. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. WGT Golf is not only the most popular golf game in the world, it's also the official gaming partner of DNVR. It has become so popular that we've opened a third DNVR clubhouse, and each clubhouse holds 250 people. So if you don't want to feel left out anymore, you can download WGT and join the DNVR3 clubhouse by going to dnvrgolf.com. WGT Golf is the most realistic free golf game in the world, loved by more than 20 million players worldwide. Uh, you can play it from the comfort of your couch, anywhere else that you might want to go. Uh, you can also play it on your iPad or any other mobile device. It's not just limited to mobile phones. Uh, you can play Pebble Beach, Bethpage Black, St. Andrews, Band and Dudes, and all sorts of other world-class courses. Uh, you can play head-to-head -head, uh, against people you know, people you've met through the DMVR community, or you can play online against strangers and gain XP that way. Uh, it's so much fun, and the best part is that DNVR hosts a tournament every week. They've been really competitive and uh, a whole lot of fun. So make sure you go to dnvrgolf.com and download WGT Golf today. I think they like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado swag. And see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh -huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Hey. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.
revival. Get them thugs, get them bugs, mess them up, we say we got them. If we don't, then we'll get them. When we see them, then we have them. like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in that play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in that go, you know I'm acting bad. Holla, get them bugs with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag.